welcome back to the Character Corner Podcast. Your host, Chris, here with Deepom. And we're doing a poll list for episode 99. Um, it's been a while since we've done a poll list. It's been a while since I've been able to catch up on some comics. I'm not completely caught up, but I've read a lot more than I have been. I think I can talk about a lot more stuff than we've done before. Uh, we hit here to talk about some of the, the comics we've been reading and uh, chatting. At this point, I'll just say right now, I am far behind on things, so if there are spoilers. I don't care. We can. Oh, I can spoil you. Yeah, I'm still going to read some of this stuff anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Excellent. Um, not to mention, I know some of it anyway because like I'm reading some of the newer stuff, <laughs> and it's like <laughs> right. So it's it's, it's, it's kind of weird. It's just like here. And I'll say this, like, when we started doing this, I wasn't, there were a lot of good comments on, on Marvel, and there was some stuff on DC as well, but now we've gotten to the point where doing the poll, this is hard because almost everything's good. <laughs> Not everything, okay, but Okay, so like... I have 43 tabs open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, I want to make sure I talk about this, but also this, but also this, but also this. Oh my yeah. God, I can't believe it. So I'm going I'm I'm to be, be different to you on a lot of the stuff, because it's like, it's, That's fine. it's become almost overwhelming. It's a good thing, right? And it's so it's funny. That's problem that we well, have this many good books. Well, it, it, you know, it, I just almost skipped DC versus vampires completely. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> well, here's the thing that here's the thing that's gotten me. It's because it, it, remember remember how it was a big deal. Like, and I think this is why we started the poll list stuff like this, where people were talking about how oh, you know, comics are failing. People aren't writing comics anymore and stuff like that. I'm not hearing that anymore. Or am I just missing it? Or well, they they were always liars. Like, well, I knew they, they were liars, but Dan yeah. Spider-Man it was the most read comic in the world. So, like that, they were always liars. But now there's such quality across the brand. They and there's so much the stuff they hate, the diversity, it's everywhere. So they can't. It's like whack-a-mole with like mm-hmm. these 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 bigots. It's great, right? It's like yeah, diversity is all but across the board. So it's like I haven't read, read yet that I know are fantastic. Yeah, and that's the thing. So it's like. It's been it's been a great thing, but it's also so very fucking overwhelming because it's just like, oh mm-hmm. my god, there's so much stuff out here that I got to keep, and even uh, and I think the big thing for me is even when a series changes creator, the the quality sometimes doesn't drop off, sometimes it even goes up a little bit, and so that's also it's, it's one of those good problems to have. You're like, shit, I thought I was done, and I gotta keep reading. It's just so yeah. much. Um, all right, uh, you want to turn us off with DC some some, some DC stuff? Okay, hold on to your butts. We're going to start non-continuity first. DC versus vampires. Have you read this? No. Okay. It's James Tinian. Oh, well, it's shit. Matthew Rosenberg. And Otto Schmidt's drawing it. Oh, shit. Now you just sold me. Yeah, it's not anything about it. What the fuck? So <laughs> I mean, damn. It's like... Chris, there's a scene where Bruce gathers the Bat family in the manor in the middle of the day because he's like, we need to go hunting vampires. Has Alfred gives them all tea and has them all grab a cross. And then everyone looks at Dave and says, you need to stop being surprised when I pass these tests. <laughs> and he says, wow, Bruce, you really didn't trust us. He says, no. If I didn't trust you, you would have died when you drank the tea. That was holy water. <laughs> <laughs> so he turns the back into the vampire. <laughs> Chris, it's so good. I'm sorry. Oh, it's fantastic. All right, let me find some more out of continuity DC stuff. Oh my god. Uh Dark Knights of Steel. Have you read this? I'm just gonna just just go ahead and assume I haven't read a lot of this. Tom Taylor is writing the DC universe in medieval times. Except when Superman fell to Earth, it was his entire family who built their own kingdom. 
it's amazing. It's a high fantasy story. It's and as someone who didn't watch Game of Thrones, I'm being told it's Game of Thrones with DC uh, heroes. Hmm. Uh, he's also writing a book over it, Marvel outside of continuity. We'll get to that later. More DC stuff. DC, sorry. Uh, I am Batman. I'd like to issue a formal apology. As someone who was very hesitant to accept that John Ridley was going to write a black Batman book. And as someone who was not enthralled by the idea of it. I was wrong. It's very good. They just wrapped their first arc, which has uh, the titular Batman leaving Gotham and heading to New York City to make his own name. It's really, really, really well executed. I really enjoyed it. Um, High praise all around. Um, let's see. Robins, it's a mini series. There was a, so I don't know if you remember this, there was like a uh, online DC Universe round Robins tournament a couple of, uh, months ago where they were taking these mini series ideas and you could vote on them each week and then one would win. Well, this is the one that won. It was written by Tom, Tim Seeley, excuse me. And it's basically all the Robins confronting, meeting up and deciding to decide if being a Robin was a good thing or a bad thing and kind of the story that's winding out from there. I've enjoyed that. Uh, the actual Robin book. Have you read that? Nope. Assume no. Damien Wayne goes to Fight Island. He it's a an island where it's the greatest fighters in the world, and you're allowed two deaths while you're there. He ends up fighting uh, Green Arrow's kid, Connor Hawk, his first return to continuity since New 52 started in 2011. And it's a fantastic book. You get a great moment. Or I think issue three, the other Robins come to get him. And he systematically destroys his brothers and sister mm-hmm. until he gets to Dick. And I'm going to spoil this for you here because you're reading Nightwing. I know we'll talk about that in a second. But Tom Taylor's characterization of Nightwing continues across the brand because Dick catches him. He says, well, you said if you caught me, I had to go back. And he yells out and says, stop. No, Damien, don't. And he winks at the kid. He says, why are you letting me go? He says, me, Jason, Tim, Steph, T- Dick. We were all... Bruce's Robin, but you were my Robin first. And it's that level of like that right there tells you about the series because it's that level of heart and care taken to the character. You there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm listening. listening. Okay. It's just, it's just, it was for me, it was something that really solidified me loving that series. But I want to talk about a book that I know you're reading Tom Taylor on Nightwing. Yeah, so I started up trying to catch up with on, on it, and yes, it is fantastic. And again, this is also part of the rant that came from I was talking about Batman <laughs> on Listen to Tomorrow slash Mailbag episode. Um, because like you need those contrasts, right? Mm-hmm. It it reminds me of something that I'm also I also started picking up and, and so a lot of the stuff I'm behind because I've also started reading them up first on the DC Universe um, mm-hmm. app. Um, so they're six months behind, so I'll, I'll catch up with them afterwards. But um, it reminds me something when Ben started the Justice League, and they were like, "Hey, we need dissenting voices, right?" <laughs> and at one point, when 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 uh, Superman's talking about bringing uh, Black Adam on, he's and 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 Oliver's just like, "You're Superman. You know, nobody's going to disagree with you. Like, what are you what are you talking about?" But it's the same thing with when it comes to Batman, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you need those dissenting voices of people that. Respect him, but also know like he's not right all the time, and that he do need something different. And so, the Tom Taylor's uh, Nightwing run is good because you have somebody who you know was raised to basically be Batman, but who's not Batman, not Bruce, right? And 
has a different idea of how things should work and, and how to go about it. And so you still, it's still bat family It's still bat related, but it's different and it's hopeful as hell. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Right. <laughs> it's just, you need that contrast and yeah. I loved having Tim and Babs in the apartment. Mm-hmm. Like you're telling people in this room can't have two names. I have three. Yeah. She's wearing the Batman slapping Robin t-shirt. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're going to call, call the dog Bat Bite Wing. <laughs> so yeah, Taylor. Yeah, can Yeah. So, but no, that that is great, and I look forward to really catching up on all of that as well. So yeah. Did you read the most recent issue? No, um, I'm like three behind. So just, it's not going to spoil at all, but it's done in one continuous image. Okay. The issue has no panels. It has no breaks. Oh. Every page is a two-page spread, and it's just it's like a family circus, which you watch Nightwing work his way through the city. Hmm. I it is. That. It is so. That's the other thing I liked about this is that you watch them take chances. You watch uh, Redondo and Taylor like they really kind of lean into what can we do with this medium. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when you get to that issue, you're gonna you and I will talk with that issue. Go, this is one of the ones where I'm reading it live and I'm like, this is going to be a fantastic comic book club. Oh, good. I look forward to that. <laughs> I, I really, this is my favorite. This is my favorite series out there just because like you said, it's so hopeful. It's so bright, but it's also so perfectly Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Like he really, really gets Dick's voice. Another book this is happening over in, and I've started diving into heavy on the Superman books. Oh, um, so I son of Connell. So I haven't gotten to that one yet, but I did start okay. reading um, Action Comics under Bendis. So okay, I did start. I did start. I have started there. Started going through there. I got a lot to catch up on because he he was right there for a while. So I'm going through that one as well. But no, I just think I mean it's been in the news, kind of some of the stuff about the Son of Cal book. Mm-hmm. I love that he is. They've leaned into like this. This is a Superman for everyone. This is he is determined to do it better than Clark did. And even the current adventure comic books with Clark's adventures off world on a uh, war world, I've enjoyed that too, because you can see a different side of Superman. It's, this is a different differentiation Superman you can do when you've had Bendis on the book and you've had him reestablish what Superman means. And I think that's the thing that always drives me crazy when I see people complaining. And, and I, yeah, not that I always took any of this stuff to fucking heart. Cause I, I knew <laughs> shit. But like when I saw them complaining about, oh no, Superman, Superman's Clark Kent, Superman's, there's only this Superman and stuff like that, I'm like, but Superman's still Clark Kent is still there. Like so the Superman you believe is still in the comics, all over the fucking place. So it's not like you can't read a comic when that. It's like when people complain about Miles, and I'm like, but Peter's right there too. Like you're still getting your Peter Parker fix whenever you need to. It's the oh same my god, here. I forgot that you were reading that one. So you got the issue where Clark comes some dick. I haven't, I haven't. Like, hey, I'm going away for a while while you look after yeah. my son. Yeah. So it's just like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you're welcome to being frustrated about comic books again and comic book movies and people who talk about comic books. Yep. It has uh, been a while. Let's see. What else you got? Oh, I'm reading Justice League versus so speaking of business, Justice League versus Legion of Superheroes just dropped issue one. Um, people were hot and cold on Hibbins' take on the Legion. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, respectful of the history while also pushing the concept forward. But again, I'm not as deep a Legion guy as some people, so 
if you're like some heavy legion head from the 80s and you feel super offended i apologize immediately i'm um, i'm catching I, up on yeah i'm catching up on on businesses justice league right now and, and going forward from there it's yeah like Again, I think Bendis catch a lot of heat for a lot of things. I'm not saying he's perfect on everything, but like right. again, you got to give credit to Bendis for when he creates a new creates a new character thing like that. Isn't there? He does. He he puts he puts the company that he creates the the, com, the those characters for in a in a in a tough spot. It's like I'm gonna put them in the middle of everything, so um you can get you can you can slide them if you want to. He did it with Miles. He did it with Naomi, right? He put her on the Justice League immediately. With Miles, with Miles, he made Miles and was like, "Yeah, you guys can get rid of the Ultimate Universe things uh, crashing, but uh, everyone loves this motherfucker, so I guess I, what you're not going to do." Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like, so you can say what you want, but he'll create these new these new characters that are are, are either uh, female characters or people or characters of color or something like that. And it's like, I mean, you can try to get rid of them if you want, but people love them. So maybe you don't like my run. Maybe you don't like this. But you can't get rid of this character. That character's gonna be used for for now. And you know, saying that while Naomi's, you know, just aired the first TV uh, uh, episode, so it's like did you catch that. I did not. Uh, and here's I the thing. I'm, I'm, uh, here's my thing. At this point, this is kind of funny. I should have brought this up last on on the character corner, uh, the character corner, the Super Tuesday recap we just did. I'm pretty much kind of tapped out on on CW shows, not because they're bad or anything like that, just because like. I've gotten to the point where I think I've I've kind of grown out of the super long, you know, ten plus episode model of of TV shows. Like Marvel's getting me where I'm at. You know, six episodes mm. in and out. Tell me the story. You're gonna come back and tell me more later on. Cool. I'm just honestly, I've got, I'm getting older. I don't have time. I just don't have the fucking time. And so, um, shout out to all those people that are watching it. I hope they stay with it. I hope you enjoy it. Hope you keep it, keep it moving forward, but like I just don't see myself really picking up uh, any new long TV series like that. I just don't have the time to do it. I get too far back, and then I'm stuck. You know, I still got to catch up on the Mandalorian. I got to catch up on Boba Fett. I got to catch up on uh, now two seasons of Star Trek. Like I'm so fucking far behind on everything. I just don't have time for it. So yeah. But did well, you I'm watch it? Inside. So I want I haven't watched Naomi yet, but I have watched Superman and Lois, which is back. I'll continue to push that on you. Just to, don't tell me when you watch it. Just watch it by yourself. Just enjoy it. <laughs> don't, don't tell anyone because they'll ruin it for you because they're the worst. Right. Enjoy that. Um uh, but DC wise, like that's really the stuff I've dove the most into. Mm-hmm. I've kind of gotten away from the Green Lantern book. Um which one were you reading? I was reading the main book with uh Joe and Kelly. And kind of the, the story of them trying to reform the core after a terrorist attack. And it just kind of got caught in the mud a little bit for me and kind of got fell by the wayside. Um, um, did, did, I think I remember. Did you did you read Far Sector? Yes. That's I good. enjoyed Far Sector. Okay, cool. Because that's all my list of things. I'm it's in, my, it's in my queue of stuff I'm, 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 I'm trying to catch up on reading. So I am going to read that. Um, the new Titans Academy book isn't good. Uh, or isn't, good. isn't bad. It's, it's just nothing I'm like really feeling passionate about. There's a Justice League Incarnate, I believe, book. It's kind of the multiversal Justice League where they're trying to solve the mystery of what's next, which has been kind of a fun ride, but I think it may become a bigger book later on. I think it's going to have something that's... The things in the book may have repercussions, but if you don't have an emotional tie to the larger concept of the DC universe, then it doesn't really matter. And I have something I want to bring up. They're letting Jeff Johns go back to Flashpoint with a miniseries. And this is the part where we tell you no one learns anything and no one changes. <laughs> because 
you and I have sat here for the last hour or so waxing philosophic on how much we've enjoyed a lot of those superheroic output, how much we've enjoyed them pushing the concepts forward, and how much even with Nightwing in particular, the injection of hope has mattered. And these motherfuckers are taking Thomas Wayne back to the Flashpoint universe. Can it be called the Bat Point now? <laughs> because while No Way Home did what it did, I do feel it weird that my Flash movie is littered with Batman. Is that not strange to anyone else? No, it's fucking ridiculous. And uh, so, my thing is why? <laughs> the answer is money. Next question. True. I mean, because I, I, I'll say this. I think I'll, um, I remember when, when Rebirth really started, and I always bring this up because me and you were very like, oh, of course, they're going to, they're, they're saying they're changing it this time. They're going to do something different. But I can honestly say since then they have, like, even the tone of all the books, and even after, so even after Flashpoint, but then even after Metal, right? Mm, the tone is different. The the characters feel lighter. It's it's not. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's. I mean, you're gonna still get your dark and grit and Batman being Batman. I mean, you're 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 still gonna get that shit, right? But like, it just feels different, and and. I I've been enjoying more of the books and more of the things that I'm reading from them, you know. And so I'm very hesitant when you say things like Jeff Johns going back to Flashpoint because I'm like, guys, we, you know, like it can be fine. It can be fine. Like I like mm -hmm. Jeff Johns and what he what he writes sometimes, but what's the overall goal? Of what they're trying to do is it just a miniseries? It's not going to really affect anything else. Fine, I'll read it. It'll be good. But are you now trying to also do a reshuffle again? Which I it don't see. You ask those questions, yeah. But here's the thing: I also don't see that happening, right? Because I've seen the numbers, I've seen the books. They're doing really well, and they're getting good reviews. And again, I think that the 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 across the board, just like at Marvel, there's a lot of good stuff. Almost too much good stuff, you know. Yes. So my hope is they don't. <laughs> Um, but we'll Books see. And I don't have time to talk about today. Batgirls. Uh, there's a new Batgirls book starting all three of them. Uh, Steph, Cass, and Barbara. Uh, there is a fantastic... The, the Nightwing Annual was fantastic. It's a book, a story about him and Jason working together. Um, the Gotham uh, Urban Legends, the, the Batman book that uh, has a compilation of stories. The Tim Drake stories and that have been fantastic as a Tim Drake fan. Um... The Wonder Woman corner of the universe, which I apologize, but like they brought back Diana and like they're bringing, they're, they're really embracing the full history of the character in a major event that's coming in 2022. So if you've ever shown interest in that character, good time to jump on there. Um, I talked about DC versus vampires, which I honestly cannot praise high enough. Um, I think I, I'm forgetting stuff and I apologize. Isn't Wilson on Batman now? We'll say again. Isn't Wilson on Batman now? He left. He left. Okay. You make you're getting it. If you're catching up, you're gonna get into you're gonna get his run. It's good. Okay. And it sets the stage for what's come next, which is like Batman out of Gotham, the rest of the kids are left. Yeah, I'm I've I've I purposely when I was doing my catch out, I purposely stayed away from the bad books. Okay. Uh because yeah. I, what that happens is well, safe. What, what happens is I always like they're, they're like you said, they're safe. Like, yes, you read Batman. All right, fine. I was trying to use. <laughs> I was trying to go some other routes and read some other things in there. Um, and I was like, well, "Let me try Nightwing. Let me try Action Comics." Um, 
Let me do the let me do binges of Justice League and then try to expand out from there. Um, so that's what my my focus right there to kind of use that as my centerpiece and then go forward. Because before what I used to do was read Batman and try to expand out, but like I know sometimes Batman can be very close can be a closed system. Um, and so I haven't I didn't do that. I started more than anything like following writers like Tom Taylor. As soon as Tom Taylor yeah. announced he was on Dark Knights Met or Dark Knights of what is it? The, the medieval book I was talking about earlier that I can't even name of right now. Um, I was like, oh, I'm on. I'm in. Because of how good that, that Nightwing run has been. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of writers like that who I need to catch up on. Uh, the Mr. Miracle book I never finished. I need to finish that. I know that stuff. But yeah, those are the DC books I'm looking at right now. If you're going between the big two, if you just take a stop in between, the Power Rangers books are still fantastic. Okay, I need. I need. I want to pick up I'm on those. Just shocked as anyone else listening that I keep saying this. You saw me do this, but it's still true. I actually sat down and read the uh, Beast Wars comic too, Mighty W. Um, while there are rumors that they're about to lose that license, uh, looks like they're trying to get bought out. Um, I think the deal with Hasbro is up. It's a good eleven issue so far. I think it's been a very good book. So who's writing the Power Rangers book? I just closed that window. You sir. I know it's. I know it's not, but. <laughs> For lots of reasons. Who's writing this? So it's crossing over between two books, Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. And as I'm waiting for this page to load, so I get the writer in front of me. I think it's Hold on, let's see. Writer is Ryan Parrott. Okay. So who I'm not really familiar with, but it's doing. He's doing good work. He's made the uh, world feel more expansive. And uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of what I've seen so far. So. Good for him. You ready to do some Marvel stuff? Um, yeah, before we... I mean, I always start in the Marvel stuff with uh, Star Wars stuff. Are you reading any of that? I'm not. I need you to, I need you to keep... I, yeah. I, you know what? I take it back. I, was, I started reading the Bounty Hunters book a couple weeks okay. ago, but I got, I got derailed. Oh, well, that's where I was doing. So I, I did read right. and I did read uh, and catch up on uh, War of the Bounty Hunters, uh, which is basically following, uh, <laughs> you know, the... The, the wacky adventures of Boba Fett trying to get back Han's uh, carbonite encrusted body. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, but honestly, because that's part of because I, I started reading that because I was I'm reading the Darth Vader book and the Darth Vader book is just it's 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 Vader. So I read Vader, some Vader. I read some of the Vader. I need to I need to get out, but I'm, I'm, I'm closer. The Marvel's Vader books have all been hitting out of the park. Like this motherfucker is just ah so good. Um, so evil. But what I like about the the War of the Bounty Hunter storyline is it's leading to their uh, oh what's their the next one it's like uh, something about the Crimson uh, oh Crimson Dawn um, Crimson Dawn yeah yeah it's like there's but there's new it's their new they have a new Crimson Dawn book but it's leading towards um, a new event jeez oh man there's a lot going on in your defense yeah no no there's there's a, there's a, there's a, um, yeah, there, there is leading towards a new, um, new event, Crimson Rising, a Crimson Rain. There we go. So that's okay. their new book. The new book's Crimson Rain, but it's also leading to this whole thing where you basically find out that the Crimson Dawn is basically infiltrated all across the galaxy and has been operating under the radar. And even the, the, the Empire hasn't, didn't notice. So, I mean, they got, they got stormtroopers, they got politicians, they got, I mean, they got some of the huts. I mean, they're, they're all in there. And now, uh, you know, Vader's taking an interest, and in now his his sole role is trying to track them down and stop them. So 
that's it seems like it would be the next big event that they're doing so i've been reading that i need to catch up on the high republic stuff because i know that's like doing because because all the all the stuff i've been reading now are all the stuff that's taking place in the during the time of the original trilogy i need to start reading the high republic because i believe it's the stuff that's taking place afterwards so i've heard that stuff is good but i haven't caught up on that stuff yet no, no high republic is 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 way pre-trilogy right Hmm. I thought it was, what, I'm sorry. I thought High I Republic. My time. I thought High Republic was after. No, no, because we get Young Yoda in High Republic. Oh, okay, maybe it's pre. So this is the so this is the this is the story of the first. So it's even prior to Old Republic. So assuming KOTOR is going to be you're right. Canon. Okay, this is pre that. You're right. You're right. Okay. So, um, but I need to read that stuff. I haven't read that. Um. But yeah, my my big focus is again. It's kind of like what I said. I don't. I, I didn't do the time with the Batman books. But my Star Wars stuff is. I start with. I start with. Both. I, I start with uh, Darth Vader. I work my way out. I do need to catch up. I I, I think she has a new book, the Doctor Afro book. Um. So yes. I do need to. Do oh, that. and uh, I don't know if you saw Black Kristen showed up on. Both I, I know. Books. So that's why. That's why I want to catch up on both the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett because I feel like. Because here's the thing about the Crimson Dawn thing, too. I have a very big feeling they're going to show up in one of these series because they were in the um, solo movie. And so... They put put the pikes on television. Right. And so I have a feeling that... the Again, and this is where you can take your your cues from Marvel when they do things in books. I feel like the same thing here. The fact that the Crimson Dawn is having this really big resurgent right now in the in those Star Wars books, I feel like during uh, the Mandalorian, maybe even Boba Fett, you're going to get some more of those characters as well. Like you might even get. Are they doing? I thought they're doing a Doctor Aphra series, aren't they? So there. Is a rumor that Dr. Afra is going to appear in one of these post trilogy series mm-hmm. and that she will be important. I think that we're that's the rumor of the rumors that one of these series is going to set up a, an Afra series. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, yeah, yeah, the rumor is that they're, yeah. But yeah, yeah, that makes that, that would make sense to me because she's also she also pops up in the world of the bounty hunters uh, dealing with the Crimson Dawn as well. So it makes sense. So to me, that yeah, the Star Wars books are all just good. <laughs> just read them, <laughs> read them when you can. <laughs> I need to catch up. Yeah. So it's it's, it's really just it's, it's hard because again, there's so much good shit. So and that's and that's that's the thing I'm looking at. When I look at the Marvel books. I'm gonna start. We'll do X Men last. Oh, 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 of course. Of course. Okay. We'll, we'll cap with the winners. Yeah. Uh, let's start with some miniseries stuff. Or let's just start outside continuity. Dark Ages. Tom Taylor. He strikes again. Again, guys, follow writers who you think are going to deliver on these stories. It's another alternate reality tale. And AMP took out all the electronics on the planet. And this is what happened next. Um, I was lukewarm when this was announced. And I was wrong. Again, I shouldn't doubt Tom Taylor. It's fantastic. The last issue had Scott Lang writing Fing Fang Foom. <laughs> this is a great book. Read this book. That's all I got. Um, let's talk about some things that aren't necessarily tied to... Lar- well, they're going to be tied to larger things. That's how Marvel's rolling out these days. Thor is in the new uh, story arc, The God of Hammers. They've done one with uh, Galactus. They've had his, his fight his father again. I think that this is a really good series. It's Donny Cates, if you remember him from the Venom series. So staying in that cosmic side of Marvel... While at the same time, is, long-term planning, obviously, kind of the thing that we 
taking one from there. That's one of the series I wanted to catch up on, but I wanted to read because Kate started writing Thor. Is he still writing the main Thor book as well? Yes, I believe so. so. That's I, yeah. So I, I wanted to I wanted to catch up on that first before I read God of Hammers because I remember when Kate was now. I was like, wait, who? who, who oh, no, God of Hammers is happening in the book. Oh, it was happening yeah, in the book. Okay, it's in the book. All right, good. So I, I'm going to catch up on that because I was just like, it, it was one of those things. It was like, well, who are you going to replace Jason Aaron with? They were like, Donnie Case was like, okay, guys. All right. All right, all right. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. All right. You mm, got me. All right. Um, let's talk about Donnie Case's former stomping grounds, Venom. Venom is back. They've done, they have started, I think there were three issues in. I only read the first one. Al Ewing and Ram B are splitting the writing uh, duties, and Brian is drawing. It's, from the end of, if anyone's up to date on Venom, so Venom ends with basically Eddie Brock becoming a god. And this is the next story, which I thought was going to be like, oh, what can you tell from there? And the answer is a lot. So it's tying into some of the new Carnage series and the new anti-Venom one-shots that kind of show how the proliferation of symbiotes on Earth has changed the way people view aliens and all yada yada. But it's a good little book that's split between space and Earth and well-balanced, in my opinion, there. I have to bring it up. Because I'm contractually obligated, Ben Riley is still the Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> um, don't laugh, I meant that. Um, I'm I'm still enjoying it. I think that the layers they've added to this um, recent thing are, are good. They've they've got him questioning now who is giving him this title, who's giving him the ability to be Spider-Man, and uh, looks like it's going to tie back into Sloth's run and a lot of stuff that happened with Superior Spider-Man. So. Cody Zeke was writing in the main book right now. We do know, because there are no surprises in comics left, that we're getting a new Amazing Spider-Man number one, and that's going to be written, or drawn, excuse me, by John Romita Jr. So, for those of us who like to go forward, I'm not, I love John Romita, like that's, <laughs> I am excited for his return to the book. However, I've also really enjoyed the uh, recent and varied interpretations of the spider and other books. King the Conqueror, I think it's five issue limited series. I think the fifth one's out now. Let me see if this is the finale. I haven't read the most recent one, but it is um, Jackson Lanzig and Colin Kelly writing it, and it is fantastic. It is the King. If you're saying, hey, how do I get ready for Kang or Immortus after watching Loki and knowing what's coming in Ant-Man and the Wasp, I would say go read this, these five issues. It's a definitive King origin that while it sounds hard to do because of time travel, they pull it off in a very effective manner. This also ties into the new series, Timeless. Issue one is out. I think it's just a one, one off here. Um, King goes to a Marvel historian who is writing about why Dr. Doom was the greatest villain of the Marvel age and then kidnaps this guy and convinces him that it's actually King. Hmm. And in the end, the, the historian saying, some of my memories are fading, but there's one thing I cannot shake. And the last page is that fucking Marvel Man logo. So, for the uninitiated, Marvel Man was the British pistache of Superman and Shazam from the 70s and 60s. Same types of stories, over-the-top action, a kid says a word, happens to be atomic backwards now, Kitoma, he becomes a superpower being. Well, in the 80s, Alan Moore got his grubby little hands on this character. And turned out some of the most disturbing shit you've ever read. Then Neil Gaiman got him in the early 90s until they lost the license. So there's like this treasure trove. So when you hear people say Marvel Man or Miracle Man, there is a large 
convoluted comic backstory that ties not just to stories, but the history of comics idea as a whole. Remember the century? Kind of a play on Marvel, man. So I'm not going to get into why it's a terrible, horrible, like why we should all be a little bit nervous from a story perspective, because this has been rumored before. I think Marvel bought the rights from Gaiman, I believe it was in 2011. And then in 2013 and 15, they talked about doing things with the license, doing these license, and certain things were teasing books. And obviously, we got to time runs out and things changed. There's been no movement on this front in years. For them to close out one of their big kind of capstone in the year one shots, with including art by Mark Bagley, who's, for my money, one of the top artists in the industry, to close with that image and the knowledge that we're getting an Eternals Avengers X Men event next year. Could be a problem. Mm-hmm. Very excited about that. Um, I forgot. I, you know, I completely. I'm glad you reminded me all the timeless. I completely forgot about it in my reading. I remember, it, it, well, because they had brought it up as a, one of the big events coming up for 2022. So, mm-hmm. so short reading there. So, yeah, I need to read the King and and timeless. Those, yeah, for those, yeah. the, the King five issues you really enjoy, and then the timeless you really enjoy. Also, books that you'll enjoy that are necessarily tied to larger things. Black Widow, fan fucking tastic. Please read this book. Um, there was a Moon Knight's actually really good. Joe Jed McKay's right, uh, uh, writing it. Um, we're six issues in there. There's a Phoenix in song, as you may know from reading Avengers, Maya Lopez Echo from Hawkeye television series. Recently, was acquired the powers of the Phoenix. So, this is her story of her kind of it's, growing into those powers. What, it, what it, it's just funny to me how, how good Marvel is at this, at how. It's like, hey, you know that character we decided to, you know, pop up in these TV series? We've been actually building their comic profile up a little bit more as we go along throughout all this stuff. Because uh, she also, I, I don't know if, you, I think you said that you were reading this last time. I'm trying to catch up on Kelly Thomas's, uh, Thompson's um, Carpenter Marvel. So she was in the yes. Carpenter Marvel book as well. Here's the thing. Kelly Thompson's been reading, like, it's about, we need to talk about this because yes. Kelly Thompson has been writing Captain Marvel for years now. It's been a while. And I think it kind of throws people off because every now and then they'll bring another Captain Marvel number one in and make it seem like they're starting over again. But it's usually, when they do that, it's usually a different writer. But no, it's always been her. So she's been writing this for a while. So I'm not all the way caught up on it. But I'm like, I remember when I first started reading it. I was like, she's really good at this. She's really good at writing this character. Really good and, at writing Carol. Yeah, writing Carol. And she's like great at it. Like nobody else should write Carol but her. And so I started to decide to come back and start catching up again. And I've been going through it again. And this is, you know, after, again, Marvel is this thing too where they also start slowly correcting some of their, I don't want to, some of the things they, they, they could have been better. Maybe sometimes align, sometimes that means align that character more aligned with what they have in the movies, and in this case, one of those things is, well, Carol's half Cree, right? And I remember the the previous arc that Kelly Thompson was writing in the book before Carol went to the space and all this other stuff and was spending most of her time in space was her finding out that her mom, um, oh, wait, no, her, her was her mom Cree? Yeah, yes, yes, her mother her ended up being mother, Cree. Her mother ended up being Cree and stuff like that. And so I remember all that stuff. So now Carol's back on Earth. She's Back to being a member of the Avengers and having to come back in, but then also the world's been she's been out to the world as being Cree, right? So even a, a while there, she loses uh, out of being a colonel because he was like, well, we can't have we can't have a Cree as being in, in the military, things like that. And so she's going through all this stuff, but it's it's so good, it's such a great mm-hmm. book, and they use it to also elevate all the characters like Echo, you know. So they oh, 
Right, and, and hazmat. And so it's a great way because you you they're doing a great job of Carol and building her character up. And again, we cover this in our in our uh, our Carol Danvers um character corners. Like she's had a rough go. <laughs> she's had a rough go. Right? To the point that Cliff Claremont had to come back and be like, No, no, no. She's not a part of the X-Men. But she's human. She's not I don't care. She's part of the X-Men now, right? To that level, right? Where she had to become she was all in the X books at that point, right? So yeah, and, and, and even after that, there's been some rough times, but like what they've done with her and the characterization they've had of her. Like I remember when they were um there were complaints about her new costume and things like that. Now that's standard. That's the Captain Marvel look. Like Carol Core, baby. Yeah, just just Carol Core. Like it's so yeah, I, I had to bring that up because I was like, yeah, Kelly Thompson has been writing her ass off. I don't know how long she's been writing this character. It feels like I feel like she started this like 2014 or something. It's it's been a while. She's been writing Carol. Um, but like, yeah, that that book has also been really, really good to me. That's one of the ones I, I was like, it's always been on my thing. I need to catch up on it. Um, See, I've got I've got to temper myself because I don't know where you are in the book, mm-hmm. and I'm current on it. And you're you're a hundred. I couldn't agree more with you. Couldn't agree more. Thank you for taking the time to outline. Up. You know what else? The Shang Chi book. Yes. We you know started, what? You started catching up on it with yes. uh, the the pull list, or excuse yes. me, with the character corner, and I've kept up on that fucking book. Yeah. <laughs> Jin Yang's writing the shit out of that book. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you guys like. This is the problem we're running into. We have not touched the Avengers books yet. We have not really... I haven't talked about how much I hate Miles' new costume yet. This is a safe place, right? Yeah, I'm safe. I'm safe here. I hate it. And maybe I'm old. And that's fine. No, nah, that's terrible. you can't have 10 years of everyone being like... Of Peter in store being like, wait, why is your costume better than mine? <laughs> right, right. Like, the entire world's been like, yo, this is way dope for Spider-Man suit. And then the person be like, what if he wore a hoodie for no good goddamn? Oh, bruh. No. What if he didn't? What if he was like a superhero? Small things, but uh, Fantastic Four, they won custody of Bitly 13, which, once again, some of the best things in comics don't happen when you're fighting a celestial. Sometimes it happens to a court battle fighting for custody of the kid you love. <laughs> they gave the judge superpowers. Like, it's a very, it was like superpowered family court. It was, and of course, Je- Jennifer Walters is her, is her lawyer. Um, speaking of Jennifer Walters, she was recently returned from her like savage She-Hulk form to her more recognizable She-Hulk form, just in time for the series, <clears throat> but also in time for her to play more of a prominent role across the MC and the Marvel Universe as a whole. Um, mm-hmm. Fantastic Avengers run by Jason Aaron. We just crossed issue 50. We're now dealing with the multiversal Avengers and kind of inter- uh, universal constants of that, so I've enjoyed that. Death of Doctor Strange. Um, there, the final issue I think comes out this month. But uh, yeah, Doctor Strange was murdered. It's kind of a locker room murder mystery. I've enjoyed it. They've had like obviously there's a larger threat looms because he's not the things he was warding off are being warded off anymore. Yada yada yada. It's a good book. Um, that's where I'm at right now. Oh, oh. Avengers. I think there's a, a, a like a Avengers Forever, the miniseries that now it's I guess the first issue had Tony Stark where he became the Invincible Ant-Man supposed to be Iron Man and it's Robbie Ray is rushing across the multiverse to collect multiversal Avengers. So that's been interesting. And the last thing before we get into the meat of this bad boy, Devil's Reign. So. Is that the, the, the Daredevil book? 
Oh, it's the end of the Daredevil book. So the so, Daredevil book, Chip Sarsky, it's a great, fantastic. No, I started I, reading them. I started, I started yeah. reading them. So oh my yeah, God, I'm so excited. Just that's another one where I'm like, that's a book club, right? There. Oh no, it, it absolutely is. I started reading. I think I'm, I'm think I'm two volumes in already, and I'm like, yeah, no, I already. This is an instant classic. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Watching Sarsky write Spider Man, and I'm just like, look, I need you. He gets it like three times in that series where you see Matt be like, oh God, he's just coiled steel and power. Mm-hmm. He, he has no idea how strong he is. And it's just like, oh, I want Sarsky to write Spider-Man really bad. Um, which I know he is in life story, but I don't, just leave me alone. Um, yes, the Daredevil book is fantastic, but it ends in a place where we kick off this mini series called Devil's Reign, which essentially is Wilson Fisk realizing he doesn't know who Daredevil is anymore. And flexing his muscles as, pres- as mayor of New York to fuck with every superhero possible. He arrests the, 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 uh, the Richardses and gives their lab to Dr. Octopus. <laughs> he has Thunderbolts deputized to rep- It's Civil War writ small. And the heroes are like, well, who can we... Because there's an election coming up. Who can we get to run against him? Tony Stark. The first issue has Tony be like, I'll do it. I've got the money and the funding and I've got... And the next issue, everyone comes to Tony together like, Hey, um, we don't think it's great to some like rich guy against a rich guy. We're gonna we're gonna run cage. You can back him, but we're gonna we're gonna run cage. He never wore a mask. It's fine. And <laughs> just like little things like that. I think this is Zarsky too. Yeah, it's Zarsky too. Um, yeah, just beautifully done. And it's nice to watch it not be a civil war. Watch it distinctly be. Hey, this fascism here against heroes, it's evil. We're all united against it. That's the kind of twist I've really enjoyed on Devil's Ring. It, it's funny to me how long the fist is. It feels like it's been a long time for fist has been mayor. And I'm just like, it's a secret, secret empire. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, wow, this, they, okay. We stuck with it. Yeah. Okay. It, it feels like Peter, when they were watching Norman during dark rain, like right. just like that, he'll, he'll lose it eventually. Right. Wait for it. Wait for it. And everyone's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Told you. <laughs> right. I feel like that's Matt with Kingpin. Like he's going to fuck this up. Just watch. Yeah. No, Matt, Matt, just watch. Just watch. Told you. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it just feels inevitable. But now I guess why we're really here. Let's talk about those fucking mutants. Oh, man. So, um... How caught up are you before I start spoiling things? Huh? How caught up are you? I'm caught up with... Uh, I, I haven't caught up all the way. I'm, like, three issues back on the the new X-Men series. But I read okay. all the Inferno. So I'm caught up on Inferno. Oh, nigga. Um, yeah. That's all I need to hear. Yeah, I'm caught up on Inferno. So I uh, did the Trial of Magneto... So yeah, we I'm I'm pretty much caught up. So let's talk the big stuff before we talk little stuff. Oh, actually, wait, we forgot something. We did mention it on the other thing, Eternals. Let's do Eternals because yeah. <laughs> sometimes, like you mentioned, there's synergy between Marvel comics and movies, and sometimes they make a movie and they're like, you know, what we should do pour some money into this fucking comic. Yeah, yeah, and that's what we found here. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. Yeah, I, I I caught up on that too because now are they is is was this a mini series and I think they're carrying on with a uh, a new number one with a new series I can't remember I don't so know. it's weird because it's it's so Celestia happened so Celestia happened in the run yeah it's still Kieran Gillian it's just like tying them more into. the history of the Marvel universe because there's like another one that's like Eternals uh, Thanos Rising number one. Because Thanos now, Rising, I, yeah, Thanos Rise is, right. is. Oh no, that came out before. I want to say they came out. Huh? They came out in September. Yeah, it's just a one-off. 
Okay, this is a one-off. So there is going to be they're, okay. They're keeping this. They're keeping the series going because I I wasn't yeah. sure because like I ended uh, issue six, and when I'm in comicsology, it goes to the next the next issue. It says Thanos rise. I'm like, wait a minute, wait, did they change the book? So no, I guess I think they're using this with just popping in and out with one shots. Got you, got you, got you. Okay, but it's all Kieran Gillian. Yes, who I, who I know how you feel. Well, not only that. So we're gonna talk about this later on, but like he's the one that's doing the X Men when they pick up the the yes. So I was like, oh, 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 nigga, we good. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh man, we lost Hickman. Who's gonna be writing? The-? And I saw Kieran Gill. I was like, oh, <laughs> we I, good. I, 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 I rescind my objections. <laughs> no, no further questions. No further, no further questions. questions. No further questions. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's writing the shit out of uh, Eternals, and I'm like, is he gonna give him X Men? Okay, all right. And I'm like, telling you, the, the, yeah. the, the thing that's coming is the Eternals X-Men Avengers event next summer. Right. And he's writing two of them. And Jason Aaron's writing Avengers. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just when you say it out loud. <laughs> when you say it out loud, you're like, oh, we're... Oof. Okay. <laughs> game cheating. Yeah, right, 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 right. Goes. All right. Game cheating. Um, but yeah, the Eternals book is... I've been... It is... A concept I wasn't necessarily like married to, but they made it so engaging mm-hmm. and made it so interesting so quickly. I mean, the last page of six, you're like, well, not the last. It wasn't exactly the last page, but when they when you reveal what happens when they bring back Icarus and that kid that he's been that to- was it Toby Robinson that he's been trying to protect mm-hmm. since issue one is now dead. You're like, shit. Wait a minute. And Toby Robinson dies. Mm-hmm. What this is? This makes this, this makes all the sense in the world. It makes sense why Festus was doing this and saying, "No, the machine has to stop, and we have to we have to stop insurance uh, from coming back." I get it now. I'm like, "Oh shit, yeah." So, yeah, it just it it again the synergy of this. It's like you do this, and it's all the the Eternals that you see in the movie too. So there's a synergy there that they're doing this. So, yeah, yeah, and no, you definitely could not do. You couldn't do this. Couldn't do this movie, no. I'm sorry. No, there's certain things. No, make it make him some teen robot robots. That's fine. That you cannot make him impossible to kill. That's fine. Yeah, that's like fine. you cannot do this. You cannot. The, the, the voiceover from the voiceover. Like I am sorry. I am what I am. What I am. I feel bad about this. This tale reveals anything. Feeling bad changes very little. I have filled untold number of you to give the Eternals life when they have been careless enough to die. This is not exactly rare. Woo! Mm-hmm. Our lives are not our own. They are theirs. Like it's it's the it's the deification of with great power comes great responsibility because mm-hmm. they have all this power, but they also owe each one of their shots of life to one of these creatures. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, yeah. So that is because again, it's, it's one of those things of is it, and Marvel always finds a good way of dealing with this, right? And and I think that DC has gotten away from it as big of a problem anymore for them. But it, it solves the Superman problem. Of like, what do you do with somebody who can you know who lives forever? What do you do, do somebody who's a god? How do you do the world outside your window? Well, when you have your gods and you say, well, you're only in God and only immortal because when you come back, you take immortal life. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! You just become kind of mortal, right? Especially when your whole your whole existence is I'm here to protect these mortals. Okay, then give up your immortal life. Then, 
Oh, well, no, no, no. I'm not that much. Whoa, whoa, hey, whoa, whoa, hey, wait a minute. Because even we're the conversation, were like, conversation. They, they even had the conversation, they were like, let's have the conversation, let's talk about it. It was like, you know we'll be outvoted. Because mm-hmm. it also revealed that Cersei was like, yeah, we've done this before. We've, we've gotten to this point before where people have realized what the problem is. And yeah, you always get outvoted and you get your memory wiped and we start here again. So they even took some of that. They took some of the stuff from the movie about having their memory wiped and things like that uh, and brought that back in here and things like that, but then tied it straight to, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the, these uh, to humans and, and life and things like that. So, no, it's, it's been great. So, um, so sorry, I, I stopped before no, we got that into it. was a great stop. Yeah, great stop. Great choice by you. Forgot. And the only reason why I did it because I remember one I've been reading, but also I remember that I needed to bring up the fact that Kieran that, that, um, Gillian is going to be writing um, is going to be writing uh, X Men. So yes. So let's, so let's let's do it this way. We're going to talk about the two big X Men events: Trial by Nido and Inferno. Mm-hmm. We'll then segue into talking about the future of Destiny, or we'll talk about things at the end of this. If there's things you want to point out, there's a moment in this week's uh, Marauders where I have to bring them out. Okay. But then we'll talk about the layout for Destiny of X. Kind of talk about what we think the future might be. How does that help? Does that sound good? Yep, sounds good. Let's go. Trial of Magneto. Someone killed the Scarlet Witch, and they framed Toad. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, you you know you you need to you know. I, that's the thing. I was like, that's fucked up. Because you find out that's really what's fucked up. When you find out, like. The only, it, it technically wasn't a, you know, nobody killed Scarlet Witch. She committed suicide, you know. So, definitely was a plot. Suicide. But then, it, my question then to me is, they framed Toad, but did, did Toad know? Because he also sounded like he, mm-hmm. it sounded like he was, like, willing to go down with it. He didn't, like, say, I didn't do it or anything like that. So, I'm wondering if somebody brought him in and told him what the bigger plan, because the bigger plan here was, they, to resurrect, um, to have uh, Wanda go through the resurrection protocols so that then she could then help, uh, who was it? It was Legion, uh, Legion, Proteus, Proteus and there was, a, there was a third, I couldn't remember, but it was. Uh, no, it's Legion, Proteus, it's the Children of X, hold on. Yeah. It's, um, she brought Polaris. There you go, that was them, because it, it, it would have been the four. So that mm-hmm. would have been it, it would have been Polaris. Legion and um, uh, and uh, Proteus, right? Yeah. So, so that uh, what what the, the whole plan here was again the the big thing, and this comes back from what we saw in the, some of the early um, House of X books about the decimation events for for mutants, and what the top of the list was Wanda's no no more mutants. So the idea here is that. Uh, by doing this and going through this resurrection resurrection pro- protocol, they're now able to then resurrect the mutants that either lost their powers because of that or could have been um, mm. in, a, in a way easier way. Um, and so basically, it, it's sacrificing Toad for honestly millions. So you yeah. go from you go from you know yes uh, the with the resurrection protocol they can keep themselves from. Um, uh, bring, they can bring people back, keep themselves from extinction and things like that. But now it's like, well, now we're not even close to extinction anymore because we can bring everybody back. And so, yeah, go ahead. no, go ahead. Is she mutant now? So that's the thing. I don't think so 
Because okay. of what the way the way they said it was, the way I thought it was is the only reason why she was able to go through resurrection protocols is because they had a copy of her already through her and Pietro because they had fooled uh, Cerebro for so long. So right. I don't believe it that she. But that, what that also brings up is that well, if there's a copy of you in Cerebro, they could technically bring anybody back. So it's not necessarily just a mutant that can be brought back. That's the thing. Because that also comes up a little bit in, in some of the, the newer X-Men books. You see somebody trying to, you know, bring, trying to copy their reservation protocols. So a lot of people are trying to realizing that, hey, that mutant was dead. I saw him yeah. dead. And so, yeah. So now it's not even just the secret of all the, the mutant drugs, as T'Challa put it, and things like that. But it's like, you've beaten death. So how? So I think that's what it is. So it's not that she's a mutant, but as they say at the end of that book, you know, when she's sitting there telling the story with Exodus, I guess she is the redeemer. Or actually, you know, yeah. now I'm thinking about it, I'm wondering. Because, like, if Cerebro thought you were a mutant and brought you back, I don't know now. That's a good question. Yeah, so that, like, she says, I'm not your sister, but, like, she never says I'm not a mutant. That's After she's dead. Like, she goes through the resurrection protocols because she was remembered. I, I don't know. She says, she says, I can't, I'm not a mutant. Yeah. She consider me your sister, then it's you. You're just as much his daughter as I am. And yeah. she I mean, she controls reality. Like, who says she's not a mutant? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I think that's going to be a bigger plot point than maybe yeah. they were let. Like, that's something that, that's a problem. Like, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah definitely, a, definitely a thing. Definitely, definitely a she thing. She gave you access to every mutant you could have been. Like, Northstar, yeah. like. And it's backed up into the, in, into the astral plane. So it's like, it can't be lost. So and, the, and like so, even even the thing that they decided, even the thing that they gave them, with with if you didn't read Alpha Flight in the nineties, why would you? At one point, he adopts a girl. He saves a, da- a daughter whose parents had AIDS and died, and she ends up dying too. Mm-hmm. But she would have been a mutant, and yeah. they give John Paul that child back. Yeah. And then we get the. There's been a question like the the um. The jet that they're in for the X Men series is called the, Th- the Proud Star. Yeah, Thunderbirds. Excuse me. They've been, so, they've been like, why wouldn't you bring back John? And the answer was he wasn't backed up, and they never said it out loud. But people were just like, they're not bringing him back. They don't want to. I'm like, no, the only person they don't want to bring back are Destiny and Blindfold. Right. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. This was always seemed like a function, not a, a desire yeah. thing. And, and they, they bring, bring him back. John Proud Star, and for the first time in forty years, he has a, costume, a new costume. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. So now we have not just the constant possibility of resurrection, it's possibly for resurrection for any mutant who wasn't cattle. And now let's talk about the other way they break with society. The end of the dawn of X. The mm-hmm. plotted end of, I guess, Krakoa mm-hmm. from Hickman's original plan, looks like. Mm-hmm. Inferno. Mm-hmm. And from how, um, from, um, House and Powers, this has been the thing that's been building towards. Right. When they when Destiny died, she said that they refused to bring me back, burning to the ground. And Charles and Eric, through what they show us in Inferno, they were gonna have her fail no matter. She was destined to fail. Destiny was never coming back. Mm-hmm. And when you try to screw over Raven, who, mind you, is still technically legally married to Charles Xavier. Because <laughs> it's all incestuous and weird. She 
what Inferno did was through in stark relief how desperate they had been in trying to stop this Nimrod. Mm-hmm. When I saw that room full of adamantium skeletons, right? And I was like, oh, you dumb motherfuckers. They sent the brood once. They used tactics that I was like, I can't believe they tried that on, um, mm-hmm. they did it in uh, uh, Sword. Mm-hmm. Like dropping an assassin squad. Didn't work. Sending an X Force again and again and again, which apparently is going to be one of the big. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Dawn of X or excuse me, Destiny of X in a second, but apparently that's one of the big hooks for the new X Force book. They're bringing repercussions for all these things. That they, all these things that seem so nice and wonderful and great decisions, getting repercussions. And my favorite issue possibly of the year, I know we're early in it, but we'll count it for 2021, was Doug Ramsey asking Warlock. Well, do we trust them? Right. <laughs> no, no, we don't. <laughs> well, and I think that's the thing, right here. For for all what Charles and 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 Eric do, I think they seem to forget. You've trained your people better. <laughs> not just not just that. You've they spent their lives watching you fuck up. Uh, right, and they also you trained them to also know that you fuck up. And, and that so Charles cannot be trusted. Right. And and so what you get here is you realize and and again even Moira's kind of one there's a couple of things right the first one is a lot of Moira and you start finding out that a lot of what what's driving this whole destiny can't come back is is that really about destiny is it really about Moira mm-hmm. you're just mad because they burned you alive that one time well there's that and also Moira's convinced this is the time where they lose. What's right. interesting in Inferno is we were confronted very blatantly. This is when they fucking win. Exactly. This is the time when they win, and, and I, like that's when they, I was like, "Oh my god, they're gonna win!" Well, no, Unless but but, but wait, they the shunt, but like they were supposed to. This is the timeline where they were supposed to win. Oh, but thank you for for that correction because I'm like, well, technically because of them not, you know, because of because of what they're doing, and because they 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 are listening more and, and going with the fear of this, they actually might have fucked it up because they actually moved the timeline a little bit further ahead. Well, and so, well, that's the other wrinkle is that Karima came back no matter what. Mm-hmm. So it may have made it, it may have made the ground more fertile for her to push the humans in that direction, but they are always going to advance faster. Exactly. So I agree with you that like the thematically, the lesson is giving in to fear created what you fear to be created. But it's still but, they're still on top to win. Yeah, I mean. Because again, when 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 they when she says that at one point, she goes like, "Yeah, the mutants always win." I was like, "Wait, what a minute? Wait, wait a minute! I always that's something we heard." And then you see why you see why you know when Desi says, "I only see you know like you know ten more lives or something for you." Damn you, eleventh if you make the right choice. Right, and and you see why it's like well because yeah, the death of Moira X. It's like oh, we didn't kill you; we just made you human again. Eleventh life. Yeah, your eleventh life is you're human now. So, yeah, like I, again, it's it's funny because it's Hickman, and you're like, you you sneaky bastard, you had to look at this one thing, and we and you're and you're playing on our dread of all this stuff, and then because again, we're looking at this, all this stuff going like, but like it, but they got all the pieces in place, like this stuff seems like it would work, and you're like, but no, it can't work. They, we've been told it's not going to work, and now you're like, wait a minute though, it could actually work. You know, because of all these other things going on. Like, I- I'm like, oh, yeah, this is. Can we talk about the alleged aborted timeline where it looks like Sam fucking. Sam is the one who fucking kills the, 
the phalanx yeah. with the phoenix sword. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. The child of the sun, that's sunspot. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like, oh shit. This, I, I, and also I love the fact that the end, again, going with like how, how, did, how does it win and why I'm, I feel more comfortable at this. Cause when, when, when they bring back Charles and, and, and Magneto, and and they realize it's like, well, no, now the quiet council knows. It's not just you two making decisions in the dark. Now we make it at a whole council. And now Which is a bigger fucking problem. It can be. Well no, deb- Colossus. Well, yeah, there's that. Yes. We know he's like, like we know about Colossus. Yeah. And they yeah. keep calling him the trustworthy. And I'm like, stop that. Yeah. Cut true. that shit out. <laughs> true. Yes. Yes. So there's that. But again, yeah. So we have to deal so with. So let me. So assume Orcus knows too. Like that's the thing. I, like you've got to assume at a certain point. Like everyone understands the same things. Mm-hmm. Because Mikael was working with those terrorists. Yeah. Like this is. Mm, this may be autumn. Yeah. That's summer. Yeah. So th- this is going to be interesting to see that with the Destiny of X. Is yeah. a big event coming up. Well, let's, let's talk about Destiny of X. That's going to be the next. So if you were talking about the, the origins of this in 2019, what you've seen so far is called the Dawn of X, the beginnings of the society. You watch them capture a brood seed. You watch them terraform a planet. You watch them take over a solar system. Holy shit. That's so, that's so cool. Um, <laughs> and now we're faced with what's next. They've already allowed, I think it's closed by the time this will go live, but the voting for the next spot in the X-Men um, I hope you all voted for penance because otherwise Monet may kill us all. I don't think she's real, but I'm also not willing to risk it. <laughs> um, let's talk about the books that are coming out of this. Immortal X-Men. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a Kieran Gillian, like yep. you said. It's going to be the companion book to the main X-Men title, continue to be written by Gary Duggan. It's the fallout of Inferno and another upcoming book, The Left's X-Lives and X-Deaths of Wolverine, which I'm now reading as 10. 10 Lives and 10 Deaths of Wolverine. Um, this is going to be Basically, Veep meets something bigger. Like it's it's going to be interesting how they do this. I'm also very interested to see how they're going to tie it into uh, Araco as well because they've got their own council. I know you're excited for this because of the writer, <laughs> but also mm-hmm. because of what they've given us through Inferno. This is this is the book I want. I thought I wanted in the first run. Yeah, yeah. like heavy palette intrigue. Like, Sinister's still there being a dickhead. Like, and honestly, if there's one person you should be left, just go away. It's Sinister. Um, like, I, book- I like, I like how it came down to vote. And, 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 and Missy goes to him, taking his vote for Destiny being on the Quiet Council. He's like, and why should I? I was like, because basically you want to fuck over Charles and, and Eric? He's like, good point. Let's do it. Like, why do you want you to? Because they don't want you to. All right. <laughs> Real simple shit. Um, next book that's coming back is being canceled, but bring brought back with a new number one, Marauders. It is one of my favorite books from the first um, era. It is basically Kitty Pride is a pirate. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerry Dugan's leaving the book. Steve Orlando will be taking over. It's an all new, all different crew. Before I get to the new crew, and the last issue of Marauders, which has featured some fantastic Storm moments. When Storm pulls out all those blades at dinner, mm-hmm. yeah, and I was like, y'all don't really want these problems. Um, in the most recent, the finale of this first volume, Marauders, they ask where Bobby is. He says, "Oh, he w- we're going on vacation with uh, he's going on vacation with Emma Frost's brother." But before he did, he wanted to get the workout in. 
It didn't show him in um, uh, what is the front the 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 realm of the frost giants mm-hmm. using his ice powers and beating up frost giants, screaming, "Bring me the ones that fight Thor!" And they say, "We are the ones that fight Thor. Please stop hitting us. <laughs> why do you do it? Normally, we know when someone's atta- why why someone attacks us. What we did. What do we do? Don't raise your ire." He says, "I just want to see if I could, honestly. <laughs> also, don't come back to Earth." Like, yes, sir. <laughs> An issue before he beat the shit out of Fing Fing Foo. There are developments with Bobby Drake that are occurring that we should all keep an eye on. Now, back to the book that's actually not going to be, that's going to be occurring. We're not having him. Kate, Kate Pride with Bishop have an all new crew consisting of Aurora, Dakin, Psylocke, Tempo, Somnus, and Cassandra fucking Nova. Um, I do want to give them credit for giving us at least uh, two thirds or maybe almost. Almost half of that X Factor book got canceled in Aurora and Dak. And um, I'm excited for this book. I like the first Marauders book. So this is whole thing is. Good. Yeah, no, I like the Marauders book too. I'm a big fan of that. X Force is being canceled. Or no, it's not being canceled. Yeah, this being canceled and brought back. Um, ben Percy staying on the book. It looks like Cerebrax, some sort of sentient technology, is utilizing the people of X, the members of X Force, said that uh, it looks like it's going to be. Uh, playing off a lot of the things they hinted at with Kid Omega during the beginning of that book. Um, did you read X Excalibur at all? Uh, I did during Sword of X. Okay, uh, so basically it was their foray into the Ten Realms of Otherworld. Right. And so at the end of that book, Betsy gets trapped on the other side of the gate. They've uh, Otherworld has fallen to Merlin and his new knight, Arthur. Yes, that Arthur. And there are going to be 10 knights. They've listed the 10 knights out there on the internet. You can find the list. There's one unknown knight at this point. But uh, I'm excited for this. It's an interesting book. It's, a, it's something new and different. You say you want new and different, and the Xbox is determined to give you a wide gamut of possibilities. Uh, the main X-Men book, Jerry Duggan, is going to stay there. Um, real bad things. Issue 9, I'm just going to read the solicit. You guys tell me what you think. The Quiet Council of Krakoa, The Great Ring of Arako. The central column of Orcus, three ruling bodies, about to make vital decisions that will affect the people for years to come, and the X-Men caught in the crossfire. So I think it's very interesting that, as normally, the X-Men are kind of the vanguard of mutancy. Here, they're just the propaganda arm for that government. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So... I mean, they built a treehouse in the in the middle of. Uh, I like the treehouse. No, I, I like the treehouse like, too. Yeah. I, I like. I love that book. By the way, I just want to go. No, on no, 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 no. I do too. Like, I, okay. I like what they, I like what they done with the X Men, and apparently everybody else does too, because it's up there in, the, in in sales too. So people like. I like the fact that Everett's a fucking powerhouse. Mm-hmm. God, he sh- always should have been. Yeah. Um, Legion of X. It's spinning out of Way of X. In case you guys read that, it basically created a waiting room, a way to get to reincarnation resurrection protocols um without dying well um, that's that came out of the trials that came out of trial of magneto exactly that's what, that's what um, uh legion, yeah legion of details are still coming out but they're developing this new religion this thing that unites them that helped them vanquish the spirit of onslaught in way of explorers there um but also in, in the onslaught revelation the team will be juggernaut with not at mutants dr nemesis pixie forget me not who if you remember from I think she is from a uh, not Chuck Austin's X-Men run, but I can't think of the author now, but I'll think of it later. And newly resurrected blindfold because Moira demanding no precogs be brought back to life is gone now. So this is interesting. Um, Because Xavier initially banned Juggernaut from Krakoa. Mm -hmm. He said he couldn't come. Uh, Portal or no, 
and also blindfolding back. So some of the strength of the hold that Eric and Charles seem to have had on the nation seems to be loosening. Wolverine, we know about the Wolverine books that are happening. Uh, ben Percy's book, Run on the Book, will continue. The uh, X of Lives and X Deaths of Wolverine will also be happening uh, concurrently. New Mutants will not be renumbered. Issue 25 hits the source in August. Says a perfect jumping on point for new readers. Um, and looks like Yana is going to be the source of Supreme. Hmm. Which is interesting. And my new favorite book, haven't read a word of it yet, X-Men Red. My nigga, Storm got her own centering book. Al Ewing's writing it. Stefano Caselli's drawing it. Let's oh, sign me it up. <laughs> you had me at Al, Al Ewing and Storm. Ass. Yes. Um, last but not least, they were not listed as Destiny of Xbox, but more Xbox that we know are coming out. There's going to be a Gambit solo, looks like miniseries or ongoing in this world of rapid starts and stuff. Series. Can I just say Chris? one of my favorite things is that. Rogue is on the new X-Men team, but uh, Gambit isn't. But when she catches him having the the, <laughs> the poker game in the treehouse. Like, every time people are like, Gambit's guard, like, no, he's not. Like, look at him. Like, well. Because <laughs> like, it wasn't even like it was just like it was all the heroes. Like, Rhino was there. It was like, wait. What you, Alicia Hardy. Right. I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> she's like, you cannot do that. We're getting, we have paparazzi. I'm like, you can't bring villains into our treehouse. What are you doing? He's like, but I just wanted to. And, and Ben and, and Ben Grimm's like, I told you she was gonna be mad. No, no, Ben says, I knew she was mad when she was all three of your fancy, three of your right. fancy names. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, oh, I like this. I, I, I you know what, fan. That was, was that was the first moment I was like, oh yeah, we did need the X Men back in New York. This, yeah, this is better. This is better. <laughs> well, oh, that piece of shit Remy's getting his own series. Yeah, and Chris Claremont's writing it. So, oh well, shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Damn, you know, it's like, all right, cool. Uh, like, Marvel's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hickman's not going to write any more of them, but but I think we have some people you might be interested in hearing from. Have you heard? Do you recognize the name Chris Claremont? Right. Excellent. Come on down. Um, and then there's a one shot, the Jonathan X Men one shots. In case you're like you're dipping in and out of the series, I would say go to the one shots. They're really fantastically done. They do tie in the larger series, and they're bringing back John Prodstar with Giant Size X Men Thunderbird. Mm. See, we're going to be writing it, and also. Uh, AEW wrestler Nyla Rose is helping write it too. So she's going to be giving her uh, writing debut here in that book as well. She's a Native American woman who's writing a Native American character. Isn't that fucking crazy? Um, but yeah, I am excited for all this X work. I The the Dawn of X, thank you, Jonathan Hickman, for what you've given us. Apparently they're doing an X-Men 92 series and they've recreated the cover for the first like Dawn of X book, but it's them in the animated series like Garb. Like they're doing this oh, wow. with that. Like, I, this is a way... like. So you, when when the MCU introduces X Men this way, this is what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> when 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 they decide because everybody's like, "When are you gonna get them in the MCU?" It's like, "God, do you see what they're doing in the comics yet?" Yeah, well, come it's on, just just, just, the table, just, <laughs> just fucking wait because they're we we may be able to vote for the X Men in the movie, may vote for the fifth X Men in the movie. Right, right. I, I was like, they they are clearly because every other while the X Men have fallen off, blah, blah blah. They've come back. And I'm back in a big way where everybody's talking about the X-Men books and reading them. And you know what? They're fucking good. And so, yeah. Yeah. So, um, All of this is to say I've enjoyed every ounce of these X-Books. I've enjoyed them taking Kitty and making her Kate Pride this badass swashbuckler. I'm glad that they had her. They finally embraced the subtext with her being uh, uh, at least bisexual in the comics. Mm-hmm. I love 
like they're doing these things where they're embracing the 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 wholeness of these characters. Mm-hmm. Bobby yeah. being gay isn't something that you happen to talk on the rug. No, it's a defi- like it's a a thing that's a part of his. It's who he is. It's who he is as a man, and mm-hmm. it allows them to be paradoxically putting them on the island. Let them be more than their powers in a larger state. Exactly. So, and I think that that's really something that. Whatever you can feel, how you feel about them not technically being as superheroic though. That action book, they're doing superhero shit. No, I mean they show up in the book. Yeah, they show up in the book doing superhero shit. And again, you know, it's propaganda. But like, even the Avengers and Fantastic Four are like, yeah, okay, hey, glad to have you guys back here in New York. You know. And it's weird to call it propaganda when Captain America is Captain America. And there you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, and not well, only that, but in, in the, in, but not only that, but in the Cap uh, in the Kelly Thompson. Uh, Captain Marvel books, she even t- like she has to do an interview to try to like get people to get back on feeling good about Captain Marvel. Like, and Tony says it up. She's like, "This feels like propaganda." He's like, "Yeah, it kind of is. We have to do that." Like, so everybody does it, so it makes sense. You yeah, know, we forget. Of course, we, the we nation forget. of mutants. I loved. You know, what I really loved in Inferno. What? When they echoed uh, Scott's line to Sue about being robots, machines. Oh yeah, which is te- which is also a thing that's been bubbling in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. For like, I love that it ties into like themes that have been set up since like Secret Avengers and AI Avengers and all mm-hmm. those stuff. Like they've done the, the, that whole Tony Stark run with uh, Dan Slott. Mm-hmm. Are AI since do they have rights? Are they people? Mm-hmm. And the answer here is we're not just people. We're people with guns. Right. When Nimrod kills that entire room of humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yo, I, I love, love it. I love when they feel like you guys don't understand. We hate both of you. We hate the humans and the mutants, right? <laughs> We're not on your we side. Well, and, and again, another big thing because Charles and and Eric died during that, they weren't going to remember that. Yeah, that was and another also, big thing. Who's really running this island now? Is it a marriage of human and robot? Because Warlock is deep in this bit. Yo, yeah. When they realize when they when they show you, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. You and I, I called it out when they we read the first issue of House of X. We were like, yeah. yo, we saw him touch that leaf, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so they again the payoff years later going years. like yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm actually well. Everybody like Charles and Charles and everything. They run this this island. No, no, no. I run this. We run this. They got a quiet, quiet council, right? Which is Warlock, and, and Doug. Like, those are the three that really run that fucking island right now, man. It's like, <laughs> this is amazing. This is great. And then you forget, you still got, you know, you can always bring it. Because you saw it in, in the, in the, in the, in, uh, when they were talking about the timelines. The timelines didn't happen. You still got the um, apocalypse and his, 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 his children. So. Yeah, this. Yeah, we'll see how this goes. See how this goes. So, um, all right. Uh, anything else? We'll wrap this up. I, I know. I'm just glad to talk about X with someone. Yeah, yeah, the shit they have done. Yeah, I'm. I'm so glad. So glad and, to have but, him back. And Doug's the most important mutant. On the, the fact that Doug's known the entire time. Yeah. is so funny to me. Yes, because he's like. He's like, should I trust him, Warlock? Me thinks not, friend, self, friend, me either. Yeah. I thought it before the first time they got me killed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like that, but, but I think that people yeah. are like, these niggas haven't forgotten a goddamn thing. Well, what I love about it is, it's like they all understand the vision, but they also understand that Charles and Eric have made many mistakes along the way and shouldn't be solely in charge of making some of these choices. So yes, Colossus part aside. 
Expanding Ugh. this out to, yes, that, that aside, expanding out to the Quiet Council actually makes sense. It's no longer just being two people in a dark room making decisions for everything, because, again, it shuts out any kind of dissenting opinion. And so, yeah. So, we'll see. I'm also just wild excited for Everett to be, like, a major fucking problem. For exactly. People. Like, I, y'all don't seem to get how bad. When he over the city with Gene and connecting with half the time, I'm like, y'all. Yo, because he said when Gene says it to him, it's like, well, you were in the you were in the vault, so you technically you've, you've technically learned way more than even I know. I'm learning from you because I forgot mm-hmm. about because again, you forget about the time. You're like, oh shit, they did spend he, years. He's years. the ever who remembers. Yeah. Oh shit. Like again, there's there's some you bad things. There's some bad things like again, Colossus and the Quiet Council. But then there's a lot of other things too. Where it's like, oh wait, but the X Men themselves and. The mutants themselves, not just the X Men. The mutants you know, themselves. Annoyed, 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 Lorna with like her coffee and her glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is the best thing in the world. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, uh, we will be back hopefully in a week or two. Uh, we'll be talking uh, the Legion of Superheroes, uh, probably part one. There oh, might be a two yeah. parts on this. Uh, so stay tuned for that. It'll be episode one hundred for us. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe uh, Character Corner on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and we'll be back soon, folks. So, again, thank you guys very much for listening. Make sure you check out all these books out. There's so many more. I'm going to be keeping up on reading some of these. It's so much stuff. So, um, it's better for you than the movies, buddy. Exactly. Yeah. So, especially on the DC side. So, um, all right, folks, thank you guys very much for listening. Until next time, Brad here. Peace. <laughs>